Sales, sales, sales. When you're starting a business, it is all about getting sales. Because if you don't sell something, you don't really have a business. So this episode is all about sales. But before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to talk to you about a couple of bits. First off, Katie and I are in Colombia. It's super exciting. We're just about to do Chautauqua, which is a big financial independence event that we run with some of the FI bloggers. Uh, So we're having a good time doing that. Secondly, the plan for the podcast, Carl and Doug have taken over. Now we're part of the Mile Fi podcast network. It seems to be going smoothly, which I'm happy. The editing has changed. None of you have messaged me to tell me you're not happy yet. And things seem to be going very smoothly with the podcast, which now, after a rocky beginning to the year, has actually allowed me to think, where do we go from here? Which makes me want to bring, break out into song and sing, where do we go from here? Anyway, I've started to think season three, which we're currently on, is going to run until the end of the year. And I've got some very exciting content planned for you, including a big end to the year about how to set yourself up for 2023, which brings me on to season four, which will be the beginning of 2023. And my current thoughts, I'm thinking about rebranding the podcast. I'm thinking about changing the name of the podcast from the rebel entrepreneur to the rebel school and that then allows me to talk about entrepreneurship allows me to talk a bit about finances allows me to talk a bit more about life design and creating an extraordinary life that's one of the things that i'm most excited about and lots of you have messaged over the years saying We love your podcast, Alan, but we don't want to start a business. We just listen because it inspires us to do things in our personal life, in what we do. And I love that. And on the very first course I ever ran in Western Supermare, the sponsors wanted me to help people start businesses. But I would run around to people and secretly whisper, I know you might not want to start a business and that's okay. Uh, I just want to help you make progress whatever that means to you. And that's what I really want to do is help you make progress. So I'm thinking about that. If you have opinions, if you have ideas, if you have suggestions, I would love to hear them. Uh, Find me on Messenger and send me a voice message. Um, Send me a message on LinkedIn. I don't check often, but I will now I've said this. Uh, I would love to hear what you think. Uh, Next up, Rebel Business School becomes 10 years old in November, which I cannot believe. It's 10 years since we ran that first course in the Bourneville Estate in Western Supermare, where we had 40 people and Simon and I were just trying to figure out how do we help them start? How do we help them get going? How do we help them make money? 10 years later, and we're now in seven countries, and we've run courses for 20,000 people. The podcast is heading towards a million downloads. It's unbelievable what has happened. And I've been thinking about what I can give away for our birthday. So I've started to design a new course. And my current thought is, 
I'm going to do a new course, kind of like Rebel Finance School, where it runs once a week for four or five weeks or something like that. And the course, you all know my favourite expression, the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. The course will be designed to help you work out what your version of extraordinary is. Because I always remember we had this lady at one of the workshops I was doing, and she was like, stop forcing me to do things, Alan. All I want is a new dining room table and dinner each evening with my kids. And I remember thinking, great, there's your goal. That's your version of extraordinary. And to be perfectly honest, an incredible dining room table, dinner with your family, connection, that is extraordinary. So I think no judgment on what extraordinary is. I want to help you figure out what your version of extraordinary is and then to create it. Because Katie and I have been getting, Katie's my wife, have been getting pretty good at building extraordinary things and we have a lot of fun doing it. So I want to share with you what we've learned along the journey. So listen up, there'll be more to come from that. And I just want to say, Thank you for being part of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking action and doing things because that's the reason I created this podcast was to help you make progress. So thank you for listening and enjoy the episode on sales. The extraordinary belongs to those that created. Rebelling against business plans and debt rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Okay, so I had reached out to Alan maybe about a year ago and just said that I was a listener of the podcast. I was just starting my own business, Shine Athleisure. Um, and then a year later, I one of my goals was to get on a podcast. And I was like, what better podcast than my favorite podcast, The Rebel Entrepreneur? So I reached back out to Alan and I didn't really hear anything. And that's okay. We're all busy people. And then I listened to the episode that you were playing that was the biggest gift Rebel can give you. And I sent Alan a follow-up email. So here it is. Whew. I said, hello, Alan. I actually just finished listening to the episode, The Biggest Gift Rebel Can Give You. In that episode, you encouraged us to positively follow up with someone. So I decided I would shoot my shot again. I actually emailed with you about a year ago and uh, about my business, Shine Athleisure. I design athleisure wear that is high quality, but at a lower price point. I'm filling the gap between high quality athleisure wear and price accessibility. I am working hard to try and improve the e-commerce side of my business and improving my SEO. Thanks for that episode. I'm also working on establishing business to business relationships that can help me grow. I have enjoyed your podcast so much and I am so glad you're continuing on with it. It has been an immense help with generating ideas for my business. I would love to come on the podcast and do a coaching series or a one-time episode. I think my business is different than some of the other businesses you have had on the podcast and could offer a new perspective for the listeners. Thank you for all the value you've provided me and will keep providing me. And then I just signed my name. <laughs> and now you're here live on here. the Rebel Entrepreneur with me staring at you. I can't believe it. I can't breathe because I'm nervous, <laughs> but I'm trying. <laughs> You're doing a brilliant job. Thank you for coming on the show. And I think it's quite interesting. I like It's important always to have a mix of businesses because 
the principles apply to all businesses, but there is always nuances between businesses. And I was excited when you messaged me. I was like, sportswear. I used to sell sportswear. That was my dad's world, was sportswear. Um, So I wondered if I could help. Uh, And here we are. So that's, I guess, my first question. What's the biggest thing I can do to support you? So the two topics that I brought were selling to small retail shops and then working on improving the e-commerce side. Those are kind of the two um, lanes that I'm really trying to focus on with the business. Um, The ultimate goal in the future years from now is to be able to compete with the big dogs like Lululemon and Nike and really like bridge that gap because I think that people should be able to buy high quality athleisure wear and active wear at a more fair price point. I mean, they just sell really expensive for anybody who doesn't shop those brands. Some of their leggings are like $120 a pair. So it's just very expensive. And I think that there should be more of a middle ground where you're not getting bad quality items, but you're still getting a, you know, good quality product and good customer service and all around. So that's kind of the two lanes that I'm trying to focus on. And I wonder, do you think those are the are good lanes to focus on? Do you think there's a different approach maybe? Um, That's kind of what I thought. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And yes, I went into the Nike store the other day in Bogota in Colombia and like, I am shocked by how expensive Nike clothing is. It's unbelievably expensive. Um, So there's definitely room in the market for that middle range of really good quality. There's definitely room in the market. Sportswear is a lot about the brand or mm-hmm. athletic wear. It is a lot about the brand and whether you identify with the brand. And you can see how strong those brands are by the amount of money yes. they can charge just so you can wear a tick, just so you mm-hmm. can wear three stripes. Like the strength of that brand and the millions aka billions they spend on advertising a year with the celebrity sports people is unbelievable. So they're like very strong brands in the market. It's a very big market. Uh, we all need clothing. Um, yeah. The two lanes you're talking about, I kind of slightly broaden one of them slightly because you okay. basically got in a product business, you've got two ways to market. You've got what they would call the channel which the channel is where you sell to retailers, you sell to other people who sell to the market. So you might sell to small retailers, you might sell to big retailers, you might sell to chains, you might sell to people who sell at markets, market storeholders. There's a huge amount of people, um, but they're kind of your channel to the market. And then on the other side, you've got direct. And direct would be e-commerce, It would be having your own shop. It would be doing your own events. It would be uh, turning up at a yoga event with your leggings uh, and demonstrating them um, direct to market. Those are your kind of two things. With channels, you always take a lower percentage of the profit because they have to eat as well by selling your product. So they've got to earn some money on the way, uh, which is why quite often the brands are a little bit bigger expense because they have to still make their chunk and then the retailer makes their chunk and then the end customer, aka us, pays for the profit for both of them. 
So there's the kind of that side. And if you're selling directly, you'll always make more profit. But the sales, like sales in any business, sales is where it's at. And I'm sure you've kind of heard me say that a few times, but the person who sells gets the biggest percentage of the profit. Yes. Um, how long have you had uh, Shine Athleisure? So I registered the business in November of 2020 and then kind of started like pushing it out there on social media and through a newsletter, um, thanks to you, um, in January 2021. And then we released our first products, which were leggings in July of 2021. So we've been around a year and a half almost um, and coming up on a year of having our products actually in the market. I love that. And what's yeah. the feedback been so far? How's the mini experiment going? Is it a mini experiment? I don't, I know. I was like, I'm going to come on and be like the worst mini experimenter <laughs> ever. But um, I just bought my inventory. So I fund the business from my own. I still have a day job. So I fund it through that. Um, I just, I knew there was already a market for athleisure wear and active wear. So I designed my own leggings and then just bought the inventory. But I have gotten a lot of good feedback on them. People really like the leggings. There's a couple of things that I'm hoping to adjust in like future um, products. Mm. But I've gotten a lot of really good feedback um, about the leggings themselves. And we have tanks now too. But I mean, tank tops are pretty simple. So there's not a lot of feedback on those. Cool. So, uh, how many leggings did you buy in your first run? How bold were um, you? I was not super bold. Um, I think we, <laughs> so we got a hundred in each color. So I started with black. Um, we got a hundred leggings in black and we did a pre-order on those to kind of help fund um, paying our manufacturer. So that was nice. Um, and then we did black and then I released um, Hunter Green and Merlot later in the year, closer to Christmas time. So it was 300 overall, if you include all the colors. I love that. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. So you've got Hunter yeah. Green, Merlot and black. You've put yep. them out there. Roughly how many customers have you had so far? Um, I could look it up. I know we had about 3,000 in sales last year. Um. And I think we sold close to 50 products. Cool. Let's see. Yeah. So you've sold 50 products. 50 people are out there wearing your brand. Yes. And that's just last year. So we have sold more this year. So <laughs> that's cool. How, do, how yeah. do you feel about that? I feel very excited. Um, I am definitely trying to build something that's going to like, you know, try to play with the big dog. So I know it's a really long game, long plan here, but I feel excited and I feel like there's still a lot of work ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you've got big aspirations, which I love. And it's going to take some energy, but we can definitely do that. Uh, there's no reason why we can't. It might take some innovation, might take some different things. Uh, the question that came to mind as you spoke is what makes you stand out? Like, why would I buy Merlot leggings from Shine Athleisure as opposed to uh, Lululemon? Yes. So I am still trying to work on it a little bit because I don't think I say it quite as smooth as maybe I could. But I think that we're 
building a community around wellness in general. So a lot of focus on like our social media. And then we're also trying to do like a podcast on the side, one of me and my friend that just talks about wellness. So we really wanted to be, you're physically taking care of yourself, you're mentally taking care of yourself and you're spiritually taking care of yourself, whatever that means for you spiritually. Um, so that's a really big focus of my company and I want it to stay like that. Um, we also are providing top of the line quality, but at that lower price point. So it's a more fair price point for the consumers. Um, I work with my manufacturer directly. They're located in the US in Portland, Oregon. And they're also a team of all women who's a small business. So you actually get to support two small businesses. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I get to work with them directly. I pick out the fabrics. I try on all the prototypes. I make the adjustments. I have multiple people um, around me and in my life that try them on who are multiple sizes, who do different kinds of activities, who give me a lot of feedback. So there's just a lot of time and thought and effort that go into these products. And I think a lot of people will value a small business because we are very small still someday. I hope to be big, but I think they'll value the small business, um, and the quality and the price point that come with our products. So if I was to summarize that, what makes you stand out is top quality at a realistic price for people, locally manufactured by a local people and a local business, and a supportive community to help you with your wellness. Yes. Cool. That sounds good. Um, okay. <laughs> which then, I think, at the start, when you're building a brand... This sounds strange, but it's like building it one stone at a time. And your customers are your foundations. Your early customers are the sort of bricks, the foundations that you build on. And there's many stories of the big companies that start small and they speak to their customers individually and they talk to them and they ask for referrals and et cetera, et cetera. But it's those the bricks, which you've built a mailing list, which I love. You're telling people about your product and you're getting out there, which is amazing. Um, how firm, like you've sold 50 products in the first part and you've sold some this year. So some, maybe let's say you've got, you've sold a hundred so far. How much have you spoken to those people afterwards? How much connection do you have? Have you tried to sell them a second pair? Uh, a lot of our customers are return customers, so they have purchased more than one product. A lot of them are close family and friends that I can actually contact directly, so I've gotten a lot of feedback. Um, and I really prompt people by saying what, because I know I don't want it to be like a question where they can just reply, yes, I love them. I try to say, <laughs> what features do you like about the leggings? What features mm. are maybe you'd change it if you were in charge? So I have gotten feedback, like the leggings are too long for shorter ladies, the ladies that are five, three and under. So in the future, I hope to do a short version. So there'll be like a long and a short so that people can buy either or because there's also feedback from people who are like six feet tall. They're like, these are some of the only leggings I can find that actually fit me. So <laughs> they go all the way down to my ankles. So there is like a happy middle ground where maybe I can offer two. So I have tried to reach out and get a lot of feedback um, and really pry people to not just tell me like, oh, I love it to give me real feedback like on the product itself. So I think I've just heard a clue. So I don't know if anyone listening heard that as well. 
but we've got people who are six feet saying these are the only leggings that fit them. Uh, what do you think went into my mind as you said that? Market to those people. <laughs> There's a target audience. Yeah. There is a, a target audience of people who are tall who don't necessarily want to buy normal leggings. They don't fit. These ones actually fit them and they can wear them and they love them. So it made me think maybe there is a piece that this particular lot that you've got is targeted to those people. And actually you kind of can say in there, like five foot three and under, you need a different brand until we get to our second yeah. batch <laughs> uh, or sign up to find out when the version for this height lady comes in. Mm-hmm. But there are plenty of people out there. See, like getting known for serving a particular audience is where it's at and if we try and market to everyone we end up selling to no one so we've got to get that down and it sounds like there's there's many ways to cut it you can cut it by sport you can cut it by location you you can cut it by height which i think is is quite interesting what does that make you think so far I think I could definitely do some more ads. Like I do Facebook ads and like I'm not very good at them yet. So they're not super successful, but I could do some Facebook ads that are more directly targeted at like, are you tall? Do you always have short (laughs) leggings or something like that Um, to kind of start attracting more ladies who are taller, who need full length leggings? Could be worth a mini experiment, couldn't it? Because there's yes, a very easy definitely. question to that. Are you tall? Yes. Do you have this problem? <laughs> yes. If so, I have the solution for you and you'll love these leggings. And then the benefits come after that. So actually, there's a, that's really interesting. And why not do a test? Why not let's do a test and see what happens? And I okay. think what we're doing at the moment is trying to build the the bricks the foundations of the people who love your stuff and will tell everyone about it we need to tell we need to get the word out about you about what you're doing about people who love it um i don't know if this is the case but i'd be willing to place a small wager that i bet tall women talk about where to find clothing that actually fits them probably uh, Probably I'd be willing to place a a small wager on that, not my entire net worth. Um, So if we can get you known within that community, I would have said the the word spreads. Oh, look, these fit me and they're really comfortable. They're super for that. Um, Or we try and get known in a different place. Like where do people wear these leggings? What? So what are the primary uses of them? Uh, Obviously there's, active wear for everything nowadays like you wear them to the supermarket but you get what I mean yeah so um a lot of the activities that I do and I when I design them I kind of you know design them with me in mind because I was the only person trying them on at the time um I do a lot of yoga I like to go on lots of walks hiking here in Colorado obviously everyone hikes um and then activities where you're like running, bouncing, jumping, they stay up really well. So I would say they're mainly designed with like hiking, yoga, walking in mind. So more low impact activities. Not that they couldn't be used for high impact activities, but that's what I had in mind. I love that. And you've just, you've hit another benefit in that sentence, which is they stay up really well, Mm -hmm. Uh, which would be interesting. 
I don't know the answer to this. I've got one pair of Nike running leggings that I wear when I'm running when it's cold. Um, and I don't like having to pull them up. Uh, no one wants to see that. Um, so is that a problem that people regularly face that they like certain leggings just drop as you're doing X yeah. activity? Definitely. I my in my experience it's like the lower quality leggings. Usually the fabric doesn't stay like keep its shape enough throughout the workout mm. to keep the leggings up. So if you're doing any kind of especially running cuz you know you're like bouncing um and then any kind of like hit workouts where you're doing jumping or you're uh jumping on and off a box stuff like that, they would fall down pretty easily and that was one of my main pain points also yoga when you are doing like a salutation where you're standing and then you bend over and then you stand back up by the time you're back up the leggings have rolled down so that was a big pain point for me and one of the things that I wanted the leggings to be really good at was staying up I love that okay so you've named three different markets and a huge benefit for them Uh, you can get the quality and stay uppiness that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Stay uppiness of a top quality brand at a reasonable price. Like, I feel like that's a great way to stand out. That's fantastic. Let's pitch that to those. And if you're local, like, there's bound to be groups around there where you can go and say, look, I'm starting my business. I'd love to come in and tell you all about this and see if it lands. And chat to these people like actually connect with them all and there's bound to be hit classes around you there's bound to be running groups around you there's bound to be go find if they've got that problem and they really like is that a problem that they care about enough to spend the money doing it and see if you connect like let's actually go and talk to these people and that's quite often the way to do it when you start is we've actually got to go and visit them facebook ads are very impersonal very impersonal. You just kind of put it out there and you get a bit of abuse back and the occasional like and sale. Um, but you're not really learning in the same way. Yeah. And I don't know, like if you've ever heard of Tom's shoes, you know, the one where they give away one and they do that. I love Tom's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When, uh, he first started, he would go into the stores they were being sold at and speak to the customers and the customers would like talk to him and no one would have any idea that it's Tom, like of Tom's. He was there talking to them and connecting. And that's how he really connected, found out what people were into, what they wanted, what they commented. Um, And sometimes maybe you actually want to like not be the owner for this. But like we're a brand new company and I'm helping to promote it. But I'm really interested. What do you genuinely think? Because the founder who created them would love to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> and then it's easier for them here. to tell you. Yeah, it's not your... Because yeah. sometimes it's difficult to give direct feedback to the person who created them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. And yeah. I'm sure you've heard me say many times, people will be nice to you and that's the last thing you want. I know. Yes, I... I have been there and I'm like, come on, poke them a little, like, give me a little information. I need some help. (laughs) Um, So like, if I'm able to go find, like, because I know there's running groups here within Colorado Springs that I can go talk to. Like, I mean, what do you think is the best way to approach it? Like, hey, would you try out these leggings? We're testing them in the market or something like that. 
You could do a test. You could say, can I come and talk to a couple of your members? I'm like I'm doing my research and I'm learning. I'm new at this. But you can kind of like, you just want to get in and chat to them and connect with them. And look, we've done our first run. They are for sale. And I'm mm -hmm. genuinely interested. Like, what do you think? What do you add it to them? And then you can actually, you could do my bit if you want. Like the one thing I've discovered as I do this is people will be nice to you until they ask you for money. Um, would you like to buy a pair? and see what they respond. It'd be really interesting. Um, but just connect with them, see what happens. And I think you just need to find those those foundation customers, the bricks within the community that will spread the word, get it out there. And we need to find those people on the direct side. Um, on the channel side, it's finding someone who champions your, your product and they're willing to stock it in their store and then on a Saturday, go in there on their busy day for a couple of hours and be their salesperson. So how do I find those people? <laughs> like, I don't know, because what I've been doing currently is like, um, I've been looking up re little retail. It's like studios and like boutiques around Colorado Springs that stock clothing. And like, I have gotten a lot of traction in talking to them. So that's kind of where I'm having an issue and I'm okay at sales. I'm not like the best salesperson out there in the world, but like, it's not my favorite thing, but I'm okay at it. <laughs> so, um, it's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to find the best way to reach out to people where it feels like I'm getting some traction. You got to see it as making friends. Like, let's not see it as sales. I talk a lot about sales, but let's see it as making friends and connecting to them. And that's what I did was I'd connect with people. I'd make friends. I'd find out if they have the problem that I fix. And we have just through this chat identified several huge problems that you fix for uh, taller ladies, for people who are bouncy uh, and don't like showing their behind. Like you fix some good problems then we need to make friends, talk about the problems, talk about what they sell, talk about the ideas and connect with them. And there's, there's different angles on this. The boutique ones, I don't know how much stuff the boutique ones actually shift. It would be interesting to know because some of the like boutique yoga studios I go to, I feel like they have a display of yoga stuff. But I'm not sure anyone ever buys it. I just yeah. don't know. That would be part of the question. And then we actually need to start to find out, like, where do these people go to buy their hit workout clothes, their yoga stuff? Is it these boutique studios? Is it a sportswear shop? Is it somewhere different? Um, but it's, it's going to be what we always talk about, which is making friends and connecting. And some of the times you're just going to have to walk in there and say, is the manager here? Hello, it's me. Um, and what can I do for your shop? I've got a mini mailing list. I can tell people we've got a new stockist. I can send people to your thing. I will promote you on social media. Like your success is my success if we do this. Yeah. And I'm committed to making this happen. And you can look them in the eye, uh, smile and connect with them. That we gotta, we've got to get to them and get chatting to yeah. them and, like you're lovely, you're friendly, you have a gorgeous smile, like Thank just you. make friends and I you're pretty much in their world because you do their stuff. 
Yeah. So, okay. So I have two things. I am good at making friends. I don't think I'm necessarily transitioning well to like trying to like, I don't know, like make the partnership or like do the deal after that. Like I'm good at like going in there, talking to people, like connecting that kind of stuff. Like I love making friends, (laughs) but it's like, I don't know that I'm necessarily like transitioning it to like how it can help me. I kind of just go in there and I'm like, how can I help you? And then I'm like, kind of forget about myself. And then (laughs) the, I don't know. I don't, my idea behind the small retail shops, whether that be like a studio boutique, whatever was more like, I want to get the brand out there and get brand awareness. But I am in one yoga studio right now. And I don't know that it's moving that much. I mean, I've only sold two items from that yoga studio. So I don't know, maybe it's not the right approach or maybe it's just because I've only done one. Um, I don't know if they're selling like as many products as like I would hope to move. Okay. There's quite a lot of different elements there. So I'm going to try and like go through them. Number one, at the size you're at, brand awareness. Boo. We don't like brand awareness. Okay. We want sales. (laughs) We want sales because if people buy the product, they'll wear the product and they'll tell people about it if they like it. We want sales. We're not at the stage yet where we're a Mercedes and we'll spend a million on adverts around the country just so people recognize our brand. Like that's not where we're at. And I think there's sometimes some confusion because like you hear all the stories of the big brands as they start and then you try and build your micro business as a big brand, but we're not quite there yet. We're not generating the profit. We've not got sales locally. We've not got people using it. Like we need the sales. So I personally would think forget brand awareness and let's sell. And if we sell and people love it, it will generate brand awareness and profit. Um, I like profit. I think it's good. And it will enable you to pay for version two, get it out there yes. more, do all this other stuff. So that's sort of brand awareness. Um, number two is the yoga studio that where people have only bought two. Uh, we need some diagnosis. Uh, so diagnosis, um, I would say, comes in two parts. First is go there when there's a class on and watch people come out. Do they look at the stuff? Do they walk straight past it? Do they chat? Maybe, like, do you go to classes at this place? I used to. It's on the other side of town. It's pretty far away now, but I have gone there before, and I've gone there since my leggings were in there. People don't really look at the clothing, the retail items that they have there very much. I was thinking maybe, like, I could go, like, bring a sign that has, like, a QR code, maybe, like, a picture of me, like, hang that up um, on the leggings and maybe do, like, um, I was thinking about maybe going to a class there and recording the class and then, like, posting that on my social media and pushing it out, like, oh, here's the yoga studio where they have my clothing. This is, like, what a class looks like. They offer this. That's kind of what I was thinking. I love that. Uh Before we dive in fully on that, the questions I would ask the yoga studio is how many products do you sell a week? Do you actually like sell many leggings? Do you sell much of the uh, the, the mats? Do you sell yoga mats? Do you sell this? Like, what are your sales actually like? I'm just really curious to know, are mine performing as well as the Lululemon ones next to it? Uh, 
the two customers that have bought it, have they told you that they like them or not? What was the feedback? Uh, I'm dying to know. And I would actually ask them a few questions and connect with them. Um, so it sounds like it's worth, I know it's the other side of town, but it sounds like it's worth a trip. Book in, do a class, <laughs> watch the people arrive, see what they do, watch them leave, like do all your bits, chat to the manager whilst you're there uh, and connect over that. And let's actually find out whether that yoga studio, because maybe they've only sold two pairs of leggings in the entire last month and they were yours. We just yeah. We just don't know. So I think it's diagnosis time. I want you to sort of put on your inspector cap and inspect. Okay, I can do that. Perfect. Because I think, like, lots of people say, I don't know if it's this or I don't know if it's that when they're chatting to me. And I'm like, well, there's an easy way to find out. Let's go ask. Um, And I think the more we learn, the better. Okay, so that's... Those are the first two, brand awareness and the yoga studio. And then the final one is transitioning from friends. Because I love that you've got the skills to make friends and connect. I love that. That's that's 90% of the battle. But then we've got to transition. Um, when you make friends, do you have in your head the direct ask, the thing you're directly asking for? No, I, I'm more just making a friend. That's the problem, I think. <laughs> no, it's good. That's what you should do okay. is just make friends. Okay. <laughs> At some point, there has to be a direct ask. So you've made friends, you've connected. Maybe you even don't even ask them on the first time. Maybe you ask them on the second time. I don't know, but you've made friends, you've connected. But then you have to know, okay, so like one thing I really would love to talk to you about is you have a retail store with customers I want to get my products into a retail store like yours. Can we chat about that? But it has yeah. to be like that direct. This is my goal. This is what I would like to achieve. And then you have to go from there. And then like, then you can open up the conversation. Well, I've had this thought. I had the vision of promoting your store, getting my brand in there. I have a vision of like, at the start, I'll come in and help you sell them. And we can learn how to sell them together. Uh, then you can open up the chat. But there has to be that direct, direct piece. And sometimes it's a little bit awkward for you being the one who asks. The reason for that is like, what are they going to say? what are they going to say? I don't know. And it feels a bit awkward, but to them, it's like, okay, like you seem nice and you have a product. Let's talk about price points. And to them, it might feel completely natural, Um, but it has to be that direct task. And this is where I think most people fail on their transition. Like they make friends or they chat, but then they get a bit weird and nervous and even sometimes after they found out about the direct task, they do the blurty out thing, which is they've made friends and then they just have to get it out there. Do you want to start my product? And they kind of like <laughs> just blurt it out. Yeah. Um, so we just need to relax, make friends and ask permission to talk about it. Okay. I think I tend to overcomplicate things sometimes. I'm very analytical. So I think I'm like, okay, well, what happens if X, Y, Z? So I just wrote down, <laughs> be direct to transition. <laughs> so it's just easy and simple. I love that. And I'd like to give you an example to 
like talk to you about the fact you don't need to know everything that's going to happen before you do it. I used to work for a landscape company and I didn't really know anything about plants. I didn't really know anything about landscaping. That was not my area. My mum gardened when I was young, but like I didn't get involved. I just wanted to play with toys. Um, so I didn't know anything about it. But when I got there, I turned into one of their best salespeople because I would go to the customers and say, so tell me what's going on. And I remember going to one and they said, oh, our drainage system isn't working. We've got this problem. We've got that problem. And I had no idea how to fix it. What do you think I said to them? I will take your information and go talk to the boss and find you something. <laughs> yeah, I said, like, I've t made notes. Give me 24 hours and I'll come back to you with a plan. And then I disappeared. I had time to think. I spoke to other people to get advice and I came up with a plan. And I think you don't need to know the answers yet. What you need to do is go in and ask the questions and connect. Then they will throw curveballs at you. And you can catch the curveball, examine it and say, I have no idea what to do with this. Uh, let me come back to you in 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever it is, because um, I'm really interested in this. Just give me a bit of time to work it out what I should do. Um, you do not need to know the answers I don't know is actually a better answer than making it up on the spot. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I love the sigh. To, I know. <laughs> My brain is just moving. Um, so I don't know. So, okay. Let me focus here for a second. So my question is, like, I don't know. Do you think these are correct channels to be approaching for like what I want to do I feel a little I guess when you start your own business you know you're doing everything yourself you're just pretty much making it all up and like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks so I'm like I feel like I'm trying to really focus my time because I don't have a ton of it on mm -hmm. things that are going to help move me um the direction I want to go do you think that focusing on like retail shops is going to help me get to where I'm going? Or do you feel like more direct customers should be my focus? I don't know the answer to that. I, f I don't know the answer to that. I really don't know the answer to that. I think it's time for a mini experiment with retail because I feel like it's fairly quick to go. Let, let's, my target, uh, this is how I would think about it. My target for this month is to find five retailers who will stop my product. I will get my product in five retailers. I'll spend over the next two months, I'll spend a couple of hours in each of them trying to help them sell it. And then I will review it at the end and work out what I'm going to do. That would okay. be my mini experiment to see what happens, see how it works and to get the stuff out there get it selling that would be my mini experiment on the direct stuff i feel partly you can do the direct stuff as you do it because you're actually learning both lessons at the same time if you're going into a studio you're meeting the people we've been talking about if you go into a running club they might have a shop at the running club you might be able to hit two birds with one stone that's a terrible old expression but i think it still makes sense um yeah, so I feel like you could do a little bit of both, but I feel like we need to get you in front of these people talking, run a big money experiment, and like let's get out there and learn what works. 
And okay. if we don't try like a couple of yoga studios, uh, a workout, a gym that does HIIT workouts, uh, we need to try a few of these places and maybe actually an actual retailer, like an actual shop shop where people buy stuff. People still do go out and buy things, especially clothing. They want to try it on. They yeah. want to feel it. How do you get into a real retailer? I don't know how you would do that. Like, I, I don't know. We have big box stores here, but I don't know how you reach out to, like, Dick's Sporting Goods. I don't know. <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods, like, there is a chance I wouldn't start there because they are yeah. a massive national retailer. They're huge. For those of you in the UK, uh, like I'm trying to think what the equivalent. It would be like a JB Sports in the UK. It's one of the giant ones that are in every town. And you'd have to go through a whole process. Mm -hmm. They would probably want you to uh, be able to supply all the stores. Yeah. However, I'm going to challenge myself slightly. There is a chain in the UK called John Lewis. It's one of our biggest stores. Each store is allowed to carry five or ten local products by local people. I don't know if Dick Stores does that. Uh, the only way to find out would be to go into the shop, yeah. meet the manager and say, look, this is probably completely unrealistic, but I'm going to ask anyway. Do you carry local stock by local providers or is it all national? And then we've got our answer in two seconds flat. Um, but there, there there might be a small chance. Some of the big ones carry some local stock by local suppliers. Some of them do. We just, But the only way to know is to ask. Yeah. I have a couple in mind that are like small and local here that I could probably reach out to. I've called a couple of times, but I think I just need to go in at this point. Um so, okay. I have a couple in mind. I don't know if I have five, though, but I do have Does, a couple. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Start with three, start with four. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the numbers are, but we just need to try and get you in a few retail outlets to do the experiment. Let's do the experiment to work out whether it is channel or direct. And if we can do a mini experiment for the next few weeks, we can work out whether channel's the right place to go or not. Then you yeah. can go, I've tested that. I'm going to focus on direct if it didn't work. Or actually, I've shifted 50 through this store the last month. I need to focus more on channel. But there's only okay. really one way to know for your for your product and your area is to let's just yeah. let's do a mini experiment. I knew you were going to say that, but <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> I'm ask I'm so predictable, aren't I? <laughs> I, I I need some new material. No, it's like the um, what like WWAD? What would Alan Donegan do? <laughs> That's what I think of in my head. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, sometimes I have to think, what would Alan do, uh, <laughs> and then put on my brave pants and get on with it. Yeah, um, yeah. This is awesome. So I think, like, for me. You have built a solid foundation. You've launched a product. You've got good feedback. You've made a few dollars. You, like, you've done incredibly well. And a clothing brand is not an easy thing to launch. Yeah. It is a noisy market with everyone wanting to do it. You've picked a hard one and you're doing it. And I'm super impressed. 
we've identified a couple of key features that make you stand out. And I would say Nike and Lululemon and all of the others are trying to build community around what they're doing as well. And I love that you're doing that. But like the key things that we heard made you stand out is the like the taller ladies, the six foot ones, the only leggings that fit them and the ones that bounce around. It doesn't fall down like there's some really good things there that will make you stand out. That That's my opinion. We need to now go test with the customers because yeah. they will tell us whether they actually value that or not. Yeah. Um, and then let's get out there and sell it. Let's let's get out there. Uh, like See how you get along on your own. I always like to do initial sales calls on my own because I feel like you get a better connection and it makes you a bit more vulnerable, which actually is easier for people to connect with you. If you don't like that, you could always take a friend um, and go and chat to these people. But I think we've got to get out there and do the mini experiment. And I feel like you're in a good place feels yeah. like you've got the energy, the drive, and you've got everything you need. I just need to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Has that been helpful? Yes, definitely. I think helping identify more? like, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you go for it. Okay, I was going to say, um, I think helping identify like more specific things that help me stand out. I've been struggling with that, so I think... You're right, like focusing on the features more of like things that people do appreciate about the leggings is easier in my mind to focus on um, when like talking in person or talking to retailers and stuff. So that's really helpful. Absolutely. And uh, with a retailer, it's like if they have a customer that comes in who is taller, that's quite easy to spot and say, have you had problems finding leggings that actually fit you? Well, we've just had a new brand in. Like if you do wear this kind of thing. So like it's actually something they can see and connect quite easily, which I really like. And then through the questioning, they can also say, do you do hit exercise? Do you do running? Do you do this? Well, these new leggings that have come in actually stay up while you're doing it and you don't have to keep pulling them up whilst you bounce around the track. Like there's a yeah. way to actually sell it and connect, which I really, that's, that's what I love. Um, and before we close up with the sort of final remarks and things, any remaining doubts, fears, things you want to say, things we can help with, uh, what can we do? I think you just confirmed my biggest fear, which is really I just need to be getting out there and doing it more. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> like poking the rock down the road with a stick, like running behind it. But yeah, I really just need to get out there more and do it. Um because, yeah, you're right. There's no way for me to know unless I'm, like, in more retail stores and, like, out there. Um, you you had, like, an episode more on time management. And I thought it was funny because I, I do still work, like, my day job. And then I do, like, way too many things probably. But I'm like, okay, I just need to schedule some time that I'm going to go just out and, like, knock on doors and ask for managers or owners or whoever's in charge of that stuff and just get out there and do it. So, just a little kick in the butt to get going. <laughs> I love that. And we all need that sometimes. We all need that sometimes. So schedule it for, I don't know, like a, a Saturday morning before the shops get busy when they first open. Schedule it for a, a quieter evening because 
your shops in America stay open a lot longer than anywhere else in the world. So a Monday yeah. evening, a Tuesday evening after you finish work when they're a bit quieter, because you don't really want to go in the shop where they're hammered with customers because they won't, they just won't have the focus to talk to you. Um, or if you can work flexible hours, do it when they first open on a Monday morning, Tuesday morning, uh, yeah. and test a few different times to get to them. Um, but that's what we've got to do. We've got to get out there. Uh, yes. So last bit, Cheyenne, where can people find your products? If they're listening to this and they're thinking, yes, I need that. I don't want to expose my bottom whilst I'm running. Uh, yes. Where do they find you? So I have a website. Um, it's called shineathleisure.com. Um, and it's shine, just like sunshine, the second half of that word. And athleisure is A-T-H-L-E-I-S-U-R-E. And you can Google athleisure. It'll show you how to spell it right. But we're at shineathleisure.com. And we're shineathleisure on Instagram if you want to follow. That's mostly just me and my story in the business. I do a lot of reels, so I think they're kind of fun. Um, and you can sign up for our newsletter on the website. I love that. Thank you so much. And yes, I did actually Google Shine Athleisure and I found you. You come up the first one Yay, beautifully separated in good. Google. Worked perfectly. So congratulations with that. I love that. Uh, and to those of you listening to the podcast, the process we've been going through today is defining who the market is, defining what our offer is, and then getting the energy to actually go out there and pitch it. And that's what we all need to do, is define what we're doing to the best guess we can, work out what a customer would want, who that customer is, and then we need to actually go and check with them. Because there is only one way to know, and that is to look them in the whites of the eyes and ask them. So please, leave your house Get outside, go talk to real human beings, and let's build businesses, have fun, and make some money along the way. Thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.